Welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. Well Played is made up of educators passionate about making learning immersive and fun. Today, Sean and I are talking about building a class website for your game, the go-to place for students in your game to check out, explore, get excited about. So before we get too far into this, let's introduce ourselves. Sean? Hey, my name is Sean at Teacher Thought. I'm a fifth grade teacher teaching over in Southern Oregon. And I am Michael Matera, author of Explore Like a Pirate. Uh, super excited to be here. I absolutely love talking gamification, game-based learning. You all know that. So without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. Um, where do you guys start? I mean, I think that we should talk about that. So on a gamified website, what are some things you put on yours, Sean? Well, once you kind of wrap your mind around the theme and everything you want to do, where do you go from there? How are you going to present all of the things that you want to present to your students? And so that's where the website comes in. And it doesn't have to be fancy. I started last year for the first time with gamification uh, with Pokemon. And I went all out with a WordPress website. It was it was way complex for me on my end, not for the students, but just on my end because I just wanted to tweak it and have every little facet. But a website um, could be as simple as a new Google site. They're doing some really amazing things with what you could do with a free version of Google Sites. And it's just a place for you and your students to be a home base, if you will. It's a place where you could check out all of their work. You could put a leaderboard on there. You could put ranks and badges on there if you want to could be um, mission detail if you want to for where the students like where they're going to go what they need to do to accomplish some goals and get experience points Um, the sky's the limit it's only limited to your imagination i mean i love the some of the things you've already talked about and we can dive into a little further is some of the tools that you used and I heard you mention WordPress. The WordPress is a free blogging software. You can use WordPress.com. You can have your own. You can host your own website and then sort of install the software WordPress. Uh, it is a little more complicated, but with that complication does come, I think, a ton of extra tools and resources you can use for your gamified class. Uh, oh, absolutely. But another... another you should go crazy if you want like I, I did. Yeah, but another one that is probably a great starting place for most people would be uh, Google Sites. And they did just update the Google Sites sort of package for people. And actually one of the the people we had on Well Played use, uses this as well to make his zombie nation. That's Mr. Cos 31 uh, he did a great job, and it's a it's a good example. So check out that. I think it was episode 19. Uh, in the show notes, there'll be a link for that. But great Google site. Looks wonderful. And, Sean, you also touched upon some of the things the students could do there. And I think on the, on the base basic website, you know, if we were going to distill down just some elements people could put on theirs, to make it super easy, but still useful and worth their time to build. What what are like three or four, you know, links or pages you'd put on a on the most basic website? Okay, first of all, yeah, shout out to Andrew. 
uh, he and I, we went, we went on a little Twitter, like back and forth thing with creating our own Google site for our students too. So he inspired me on a couple of things and we get, we kept going back and forth. A few things you could put on to start off. Um, I'm going to put my, my teaser trailer video to how am I going to introduce, uh, gamification to my students. And I'm going to do that with a video. Once I'm done with the video, I'm sure a lot of kids are going to still want to see the video again. So I'm going to put a YouTube link directly smack dab right into my Google site. And I'm going to be using Google sites this year. For one thing, it's free. Secondly, it looks beautiful. You could just customize it. There's a lot of different options you could do with it. Um, but it's really simple. So I really love that aspect of it. Way, way better than WordPress, which um, can cost money if you uh, host your own uh, website name like I did. I went a little crazy last year, but this year I'm trying to simplify things. Um, so introduction, um, is one of the things you could put on there. Um, another thing you could do is have a virtual leaderboard. You can have students kind of just check in and, um, as they're getting experience points, they can check in to see like, um, who's number one or which team is in like in the lead. Um, another thing that you could do is onboarding. Um, if you're explaining something to the students just one time, odds are a lot of them are going to get it the first time because this is this is kind of a foreign concept. You're you're laying a game on top of you know your content, but if they need to explore it again and say, hey, I don't really remember what Mr. D said about what experience is used for or how to get it, um, you could put that in your website too. So onboarding is a great way or a, a great thing to put into your website too. I think those are all really good answers. Uh, for me, I went, I think Sean and I are made of the same fabric that we tend to go <laughs> overboard on everything we do. Yeah. So with that said, Is there a color for crazy. It's yeah. That, it's that thread. It's that thread. Well, so, I mean, I did the same thing. I bought a website, you know, went full tilt, but to answer the, my own question about just easy startup, uh, one, I, I would have a page for the, the intro totally. Like you said, actually that would probably be just the home page, right? Cause part of what the website yeah. does for me or does for anybody that's just starting out is it's another spot for you to apply that theme. So take Mr. Kaz here, Mr. Kaz 31, you know, he's got this zombie theme, but his classroom really hasn't changed. Right. I mean, he's still just got desks and chairs and, you know, teacher desk and a projector still just looks like every other classroom. So having that website is another spot for him to sort of paste on that theme of zombie nation for me to paste on that theme of, no, 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 we're not in a classroom. We are in the realm of nobles. Uh, so really just the theme itself, it's, it's, um, it's not a page. It's not really an answer, but it's just a place to have more theme. Uh, I definitely think, you know, intro video, if you have that done or created, it's a great place to display that. Um, so I agree with you there. Leaderboards, this, this is huge for me. Um, this is a spot for them to see where they're at, where their house is at. You know, it's just a great place to house that data. And then, and then it removes you from that loop, right? I just have to update my spreadsheet and it automatically exports out to that website and they can see the, you know, the graphs, the charts, whatever they want. Um, I loved your point about onboarding. I, I don't, I didn't think about that in my answer. Uh, 
but it's it's true i mean <laughs> this is complicated and just saying it once probably isn't the best idea so that that's a good one i was gonna put items on there you know definitely gets, oh yeah that's definitely, another one definitely gets kids excited so if you have some items or power-ups even if you don't have them all up there just sort of a teaser you know just sort of hey here's a new item created or you know just there's something to generate some excitement yeah and teaser is a perfect word for a website too because you want to create that buy-in and so if they have something to go to and you know when i had my crazy wordpress site i had all these stats that i could see tons of kids were going home and checking out the the WordPress website just because they're like, it created that excitement. And so I want that. I want that for my kids. And a website's a perfect vehicle to create that kind of excitement. And so little teasers about your items, little teasers about a video or onboarding, just to get them excited about what you're excited about. Yeah. And I think, you know, on that teaser idea, uh, what you'll find is once you build the website, even if you just do the simple principles of, you know, like some titles, some intro, you know, a few rules and the leaderboard, like I said, even if that's all you got to start with, you will now have this incredible muscle you can flex and you can just add to as you need, you know, so if you want to start putting some Easter eggs and hiding some things, you, you know, the website's a great place to do it. Uh, a great place to post missions or side quests or whatever you want to call them. Uh, the website is a great place to bring those students back into your world, back into your theme, uh, and use these side quests. This is a great place to post them. I know a lot of people put it up on their learning management system or they're just paper copies in their classroom. And you can still do all those things, but maybe have an extra special portal on your website that has special side quests. Again, giving them a reason to drive traffic there, right? You want there to be a reason to check your site. Yeah, that's true. And with, you know, with missions, that's exactly what I what I used uh, my website for was for them to go check out what else they can do with their team or solo to get deeper into the story, deeper into the content, get more experience points. And I didn't need to remind them, oh, if you just um, do this scavenger hunt over here or if you go on this quest over there, it's all right there. And it's just one hub where they could just check it out. They don't need to search through different learning management systems to go check it out. It's all right there and you can tell them. And that's that's what makes it really manageable for me and especially for the students. They don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, that sort of that one-stop shop hub idea is huge. Mm -hmm. um, if, you're, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I don't know anything about website creation. I mean, here are these two nerdy guys that totally admitted they go over the top. <laughs> And you're like, that's that's great. I'm not going to hey, go over listen, this. Hey, listen, listen, people. <laughs> Google Sites makes it so easy. Not the old Google Sites. That was, um, I tried it one time. It was a nightmare. The new Google Sites that just came out, it, it makes it so easy. And you can make it look beautiful, too. I mean, mine mine this year is a space theme. And I I went to the nines, but all I had to do was copy and paste some pictures here and there. And that's it. I mean, you can make it look gorgeous and really appealing to kids and get that buy-in. But um, there's other websites out there like Wix. There's um, Weebly. But um, the thing I like about Google Sites is that I'm going to be trying to incorporate Google Docs and Sheets and HyperDocs especially. And so obviously it has that Google integration. So it makes it really nice. 
and um, they certainly make it really user friendly for the person that's making a website now. So Google Sites is a really good tool, but um, Michael, do you have any other tools that you use for website creation? Uh, well, just to double back on one of the ones you made a comment on, Wix is another free online tool that lets you do a lot of things. And I would say it's close to as easy as Google Sites. It's maybe a, like one more complexity level higher. And that one allows you to add some things that I don't think Google lets you add yet. And one of my favorite features to add to my website in certain spots is password protected content. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't think Google lets you do that. So, you know, it doesn't if, yet. Yeah. But it's updating every month. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Look at I that. mean, they're trying to get the as filled, powerful as the old Google sites. The guy's filled <laughs> with hope. I love it. So I, I have a growth mindset, Michael. So, uh, Wix is a good one. So I would suggest checking that one out. Google sites, super easy. You, I agree with you on that. If you want to go, a bit more crazy if you want to join me in the crazy world <laughs> um i i use a, a program for your computer called hype and i build mine with hype it is drag and drop you know more graphical than anything else it's not uh, it's not coding by any means i don't know how to code but uh, you know that's the one that allows me to build my site out with hidden buttons and you can have password protected content and you can have what I like is I have some hidden I mean this is really nerding out here people you're not going to do this so I'll try to make it short but I have some things on my my website that require multiple clicks in a series and they have to get the series correct for it to unveil something right so like you might first have to kind of Indiana Jones ask like you have to push this hidden like they don't even see it right so it might be a picture of hieroglyphics and they have to first push the eyeball then the pigeon and then the pyramid and if they hit it in that three order then like whoop like a hidden thing will appear to them so uh yeah, but what if they get the wrong order if they get the wrong order it doesn't work some spikes or rolling ball coming out at them no no it no, no. it just doesn't work but like that's a, it's a way for me to hide more stuff or be more thematic about some of my like hidden quests. So, but again, that's super nerdy. That's great. And <laughs> yeah. no, well, it might be, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I like it. You know, I will say with Google Sites, someone told me this that you might be able to finagle a Google form with some sort of password or or um, the ability to get results that have a have the answers with I'm not really sure but if you use Google Forms and you just create a new site and so you link the old site I think that's what I might do because I'm going from planet to planet and to One. go to that next planet which is a new Google site yeah they might um, there might be some way to finagle it without it but it's a little bit more complex and I've yet to figure it out One more way you can add some sort of password feature and even if you're not using a website, even if you're just going to post something in your Google Classroom, uh, I'm certain there's probably a way to do it on a PC, but on a Mac, when you save any sort of file, you can save it as a PDF. And when you're doing that, there's a button at the bottom that you can just check that says password protect this document. And you just type in a password. And now when somebody downloads that PDF, it's first presented with a gray screen with just a text box that says enter the password. 
before they unlock it. Uh, I have done that. That just solves my issues. I have done that all over the place, and it's really fun for students to have that extra bit of, uh, you know, access. That's one of the SAPS models, right? So, like, they see the PDF, yeah. they download the PDF, and they're like, oh, I can't use it. Well, how do I get that password? And I love when students generate that kind of excitement towards the game. So that's another. Now, are these the types of places that you don't want other students that haven't earned that passcode to get in where you might have some students like sharing that passcode? That is, Or is it something that they're invested to not share? That I usually try to make it that they're invested not to share. Um, sometimes, even if they do share it, there's still a sort of a stopping point because inside that document, it may say like, sweet, you have made it this far. You know, you've completed X, Y, and Z. So if this kid shares it with somebody else and they realize they didn't complete X, Y, Z, when they turn in whatever this thing's telling them to go do, there is a human point, and that's me, that's going to say, wait a minute, right. Sean. The book you... stops with you. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't do those things. So That might be a griefer that's just trying to be efficient. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm going to stop him. You could reward him. So, uh, that's about it. So I would check out, I mean, going back to the tools, Wix is a good one, Weebly, like you said, but uh, Google Google Sites is can have you up and running, seriously, in like an hour, and that's not because it's a bunch of coding, it's just like Sean said, you're just going to want to find a lot of cool images, and that's what's going to take the hour. The actual, like, setting up the Google Site would take like five minutes if you already had all the images. Or less than that. Yeah. Gosh. And, so... Um, um, can I show another tool here? So, yeah. Um, within Google, so you're done with that. You And the way that I kind of manage, I only use really two two tools this year for my website. It's um, Adobe Spark, which will allow you to create some pictures with text and just kind of help beautify it. You know, it just makes it really nice. So once I create it, you, Adobe, go to adobespark.com, create your account, and... Um, you can just drag out your own custom picture or they have some some that are free to use like on Pixabay directly onto Adobe Spark. And then um, I just overlay some text on there. So if I have instructions for the students, um, instead of just writing out and typing out um, the instructions um, with a white background, I can have it with a, a picture right behind it. And it looks really cool. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but Andrew... Um, did the same exact thing, and it looks really nice. And so I'm really excited to hear about his journey, too, with how his kids are experiencing it. Because we pretty much did the same thing, different theme. I don't have zombies. I'm, I'm doing Legos in space. But yeah, yeah you I, can do it pretty simply with those two tools. I am definitely looking forward to Mr. Koss coming back on because we're doing a, like, you know, in the first quarter, he's scheduled to come back on and have, like, a little how did it all go because he, he had planned it all in the summer. <laughs> And his website is a, is an integral part of that planning. He's got it all laid out yeah. there. Kids can learn the rules of the game. Kids can find different quests. And kids can find some of the items. So his is a good structure to look at. Uh, I would suggest you can check out MyRealmOfNobles.com. It'll be a little harder for you to check out because it's more built for the game player. So again, there really isn't any links that you're going to see. So you're just going to have to, with your mouse, click around and see what would take you in. <laughs> can other people play your game? or They can't, they really, much they can't really play it, but they could <laughs> click on everything and look and find. But there, 
I de- audit your class. <laughs> yeah, right. I will definitely say though, one thing you want to think if you if you want to take your website to beyond that just basic site that we've talked about, um, I would suggest leveraging your classroom with the website. Don't try to make the website independent of your class. Um, we we have the luxury, at least all of us that don't teach distance learning courses. We have the luxury of having that in-class experience, right? And you've heard me talk about passing out items, you know, that are paper and physical. Same thing, like your website is this awesome extension, but remember that you're still going to get those kids back in class. They're still going to be there. So, you know, think of ways to to excite students with the website. Think of things you can hide on the website, but still have the website then take them back to the classroom, right? You know, like, or have some event that happens in class extend onto the website or have a treasure hunt that's half physical half digital right like don't try to separate them so much um the big thing about this website is if you put yourself in the in the perspective of a student just think like why why would i want to go on this website in the first place and so make that buy-in possible with onboarding videos um item teasers things like that, especially mission details where they can't get anywhere else. Um, make it, make it so that, you know, they have to check out all your hard work that you put in and they're going to be rewarded for it anyway. It's not just like, Oh, I got to go check out Mr. D's website. They're going to love it. I love it. It'll be awesome. That's a good suggestion is like, remind yourself, like, how is the user going to use this? And yeah. And I have always been big on trying to like, have a reason for them to come check even pre gamification, you know, like I was trying to think what's a reason for them to go check my Moodle back in the day, you know, and I would try to put some things up there. I know I dated myself, (laughs) but Moodle's still around, isn't it? It is because it's free. So it'll never die, but like (laughs) less and less people will start to use it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't, I'm not knocking on free stuff. I mean, Google sites is free and it's updating it all the time. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's a good, good tip is like, what could you put up there? That's a value for the game player to actually come and check out. And number one suggestion would be, I think quests. I mean, I, all my quests ex- exist there. I have a Google classroom, but that's actually more for my school stuff. I put that quest on mm-hmm. that website it's something that they know they have to go to and at very least i release new quests every unit so at very least i know you know every three weeks or so even for the game player that's barely in my game every three weeks they're going to check that website to see what's the new release of items uh, so you know that's those i think are good web tips for you guys to think about when you're designing uh I think Sean pointed out and hinted at to to be careful not to go like too big too fast because whatever you put out there, you know, you're going to have to update it. It's, it's kind of like the age-old blog problem. You know, you, everybody starts that blog, gets that first <laughs> post up, and then never posts again. You don't want that for your students right. in the game. You don't want it to be like, this is going to be this awesome hub, and I'm going to update it, and then like it's still the same way. Oh, totally. Semester two. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah, I created an avalanche where I started – I started so much and I had to keep it up, you know, um, I was doing a lot of upkeep and, um, I started too much too fast. And so learn from my mistakes 
start small, do something simple, um, you know, make it still worthwhile for the students. You don't want to, but keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, always thinking about how you're going to manage it. Uh, websites can be a fantastic thing, but keep an eye on that sort of management piece of it. So uh, another thing that I used too was uh, the students. The students helped me out. Uh, they gave me great ideas with how to change up my website if I needed to. They gave me awesome, and I got some, uh, I got some buy-in with that too because they were they were the cheerleaders. They were like, "Oh, check out this website over here! Like, check this out or check this aspect of the website," and it was really awesome. Um, so get some insiders. That's another tip. I you know like just spitballing here with that idea of having the students help out uh i just want to give kudos again to this whole like process when we build a gamified class and get kids excited and jazzed look what like sean just talked about i mean he's talking about students comparing and like analyzing other websites and then making a connection to your class and saying we we could add this element here's how we could do it i just think that's how we create students that, that will be part of the creative class in the future. And as that is the growing you know, job market, uh, I think that that's awesome that we invite students in to think differently about class. And our, you know, I'm going off on a tangent here. It's not quite about websites. Sorry, oh, people. no. But <laughs> you're, you're taking that community in your classroom, too, to a whole other level. Teachers are actually asking students uh, for feedback and that's that's not always the case, right? Where that that doesn't always happen, but uh, it's a really powerful thing when you give students voice in that way, where uh, and and you you listen to them and you take their feedback to heart. I think it's good. So on that note, it is reflection time. The Ooh, I can hear it. I know. So here we have a quote that deals with creativity and you know building out some things. So. The quote is, uh, the desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings in the human soul. So how, uh, how does that strike you with today's topic of building out a website or you can expand it out? I could just give a moment of silence for just how deep of a quote that was because there's nothing I could ever say that could ever top Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll give you an example, I guess, of like what I've been doing over the summer. I've been buying all these Legos, right? Because my, my, my theme is space and Legos and I've never had Legos before. Um, don't hate me. Uh, but I've just been having so much fun and I feel like a little piece of my childhood is kind of restored and just, the ability to create all these fun things and not even use the instruction menu all the time, uh, you know, like true master builders, I'm still learning a lot, but I yearned for that as a kid too. I mean, I had Lincoln logs that my dad built, but yes. you know, uh, it's not the same. And <laughs> I always yearned for that to create and get inspired by other things too. A lot of people, yearn for that same thing and we can bring that with gamification it's it's the perfect recipe yes i love it uh for me answering that question about you know again the desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings in the human soul i absolutely love this quote because it excites me it reminds me of 
I guess how addicted I am to to learning and to creating. And when I started gamification, I wouldn't say that I thought of myself as that creative of a person. Uh, I was, I don't know, I was more of a studious student, but not necessarily like <laughs> uber creative. And Maybe a lay bloomer? Yeah, and like, but but I guess the point is, like Dave Burgess says, you know, like, we're creativity and, you know, it's about effort. It's it's putting time in. It's a muscle. Like, no one's born more creative or less creative than anybody else. It's just that you have to continue to use that muscle. And, and forcing myself to build a game on top of my class and then, then constantly being addicted to wanting to add to that. So then I had to learn some web design. I didn't. I didn't know that. And then, I mean, like, look at here. We're on a podcast together. I didn't know how to do that. You know, and it was just this process of, like, learning. Started a YouTube channel. I don't know anything about, like, video editing. But, like, you just, it's about, like, this growth. And it's, like, the, the it is this deep yearning to, like, create. Uh, but once you start getting addicted to creating, then you have to, like, up your game in all sorts of ways and learn these new skills. And it, that that in and of itself is fun. So I just suggest to everybody, you know, don't, don't say what you can't do, you know, look at what you cannot currently do and get excited to go out and learn it and try it. And it won't yeah, happen. What's the, what's the worst thing that could happen if you, you know, if you take a risk, right? You fail, but you fail forward because you're learning from it. So yeah. take everything as a learning opportunity. Yeah. And it won't, I mean, it won't happen overnight, but like, I don't know, enjoy the ride. Definitely. I'm enjoying it. Oh my gosh. It's it's been really fun. I've only this is my second year doing gamification, and I've had to learn a lot of things too. I mean, uh, with website creation, I went full Monty with the WordPress thing, but I had no idea what I was doing, and that's probably why it was so complicated. <laughs> that's right. But I had fun. I had fun learning all the all the intricacies of of what to do. It was fun. Yeah. Well, everybody, we are sadly out of time because. Our 30 minutes are up. Your prep, prep period is ending. Your car ride's almost over. So we got we got to wrap this up. Uh, thanks again, uh, Sean, for joining us on Well Played today. Always a pleasure. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. Having you back on. Uh, definitely love having these repeat visitors, building a relationship. Uh, don't forget the rest of you to check out explorelikeofthepirate.com for all sorts of more ideas, vlogs, blogs, podcasts. Uh, there is a monthly giveaway I'm doing the rest of the school year. Uh, join in on that. We, I just put the September one out. It's, it's pretty juicy. It's a play pack. There's three board games you get for your classroom. That'd be good for your friends, family, and your classroom. Uh, and it, there are two other prizes. One's a t-shirt and one's uh, the mega pack on my website. So oh definitely. Oh my gosh. I know. It's a huge, it's a huge month. Huge month. I'm excited. I want to see see people joining that. And uh, would love it if you guys check out my newest YouTube channel. That would be an honor if you guys smashed that subscribe button. We're at 460 subscribers. I want to see that grow. I want that conversation going. Thank you all for listening today. Uh, as always, share your ideas on explorelikepirate.com or hashtag XPLab. And check out the show notes for more resources. We're going to detail all those links. Enjoy the week and play on.